Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. On today's episode, we're going to be doing a recap of our recent trip to the Food and Wine Festival and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Yes. Kind of a quick recap on Food and Wine because it's over, so if anything <laughs> sounds good, kind of out of luck because everybody missed it. <laughs> but I, I feel like they do have a lot of the same stuff, though. They do, yeah. Year so, year. so if you, you yeah. if anything sounds really good to you, and you like hold your like cross your fingers, you, there's a chance you'll get it next yeah, year. Yeah, you can plan for next year exactly because there was a and lot. There, of, there were things. There was a lot of good stuff. I would say there were definitely things that I had that I would go back for. Correct, but Mickey's very merry Christmas party is still ongoing. It, it runs select nights through December 22nd. So. This is still pretty early on. If if you're planning on going down in December, you know maybe some some tips that will help you out because we learned a few things from our, our first time being there. We had a great minivan driver that yeah, gave us did. some tips ahead of time. Yeah, she so, was awesome, which was good. So we can pass those. Well, she tips was going along. that night. She was, and so she we yeah, kind of so asked, asked her for some insider information. That that's where those minivan drivers are are really worth it because if you pick their brains, they know so much about the parks because they are they're all first, cast members. They're first all and, cast yeah, members. and first and foremost, they're Disney fans, so they can give you some behind the scenes, you know, advice or things about it. So exactly. So kind of we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into that, uh, but before we get into that couple pieces of disney news so one frozen 2 came out this past weekend oh my gosh it's very good and it's doing well it's so good it it looks like it's projected to do around 120 million excuse on me. the opening weekend excuse me so if you haven't seen it yet what are you doing stop listening to this podcast and go see it now yeah, it, it's really Take good. off work go see it if you're in the car, just turn the car around and go see it right now. Ahead of time, if you're on your way to work, say call in sick and then just buy like three or four tickets just because you're going to want to see it immediately after you see it. You're going to want to see it again. Like, I, I walked it was really out. Good. You laughed. You cried. You oh, laughed yeah. again. I mean, I'm pretty sure like... No spoilers. The No, yeah, no spoilers, but it's a pretty common thing. A good Disney movie can make me cry twice. This did. I will say, if you liked the first movie, this is e way better. Even yeah, just even remotely. Like if maybe you didn't love the first movie, but you kind of enjoyed it. You liked the characters. This one, I felt yeah, was far. It's better. far and away yeah, way it's, better. It's far better than the first there's, one. There's a lot of really funny sequences in it. I will say, Kristoff's song again. No spoilers. That was probably the funniest thing I've seen in a Disney, an animated Disney movie lately. Well, now Disney's doing this thing that's very self-referential. They did it in Moana as well, and they did it in this movie even more, where they know that they have certain tropes that they do, and so they kind of poke fun at them. So there's a couple moments in this movie that they do that, and it's incredible. Yeah, it, it's really good. And like I said, it had a, a $40 million opening day, so it's projected to be somewhere around $120 million. But by the time this podcast is out, we'll kind of have the final numbers for the opening weekend. But it looks like Disney has another hit on its hands. And I think it makes sense. It's a really good movie. The other piece of Disney news, Disney Plus finally launched. Now, this yeah, was on the 12th, so this was kind of a couple of weeks ago at this point. I think a lot of you know great shows, we've kind of been you know watching some of the things. I think we're, we're going to oh, take off. We're going to take off next week for the Thanksgiving holiday, but the week after, I think when we come back, we'll kind of go through Disney Plus and kind of review some right. of the different shows on there. So if you haven't watched a lot of the stuff yet, you have a couple of weeks to get caught up. We've, we've watched a few episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Slight I, spoiler alert here if oh you haven't God. seen it yet. Yeah. So skip ahead. Fast, skip ahead 30 seconds yeah, right if you now. Haven't seen it. Um, Baby Yoda yep. is on fire. 
it was T- taking the internet by storm. I I just can't even believe because okay, he's, full disclosure, Joe loves Star Wars a whole lot. I like it. So whenever we talk about Star Wars stuff, I'm always like, yeah, I like it, but it's not like you know an overflowing love for Star Wars. I have an overflowing love for Baby Yoda. He came on screen. Joe's trying to watch it, and I'm going, oh, 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 and Joe's like, shut up! Like I'm trying to watch the show. So, um, yeah, they're going to they're going to be printing money with him. Oh, hundred percent with the merchandise Adorable. on him. So, so yeah, we'll be best looking- character in Star Wars, fought by far. So, all- so looking at yeah. the Mandalorian, I think we've wa- you've watched one of the episodes of the Encore. Yes. Where they're redoing the musical. So there's a couple other things. The Imagineering stories on there. The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. The Noel movie we wanted to see with Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be diving into kind of all of that. I think overall, I mean, Disney Plus, the launch has been very successful. They had 10 million people sign up in the first day. Now, I'm not sure how many of those people just signed up for the free trial and canceled. And then Verizon was giving out free subscriptions for a year. So not you know not sure how many you know people were over and above that, but it, it does seem to be a, a very successful launch. I mean, Disney was not expecting anywhere near ten million people to sign up. I think the first day there were some technical difficulties of people trying to sign in, just because there were so many people uh, signing in. But uh, again, I, I think overall it's a, a really good app. They have a lot of good programming, so we'll be co- talking about that in a couple of weeks. Give everybody a heads up. So. If you haven't watched any of the shows yet, you have some time to watch it mm-hmm. beforehand. And I don't. I think it was just my iPad, but I tried to download some of the episodes of some things for the plane to watch on the way down to Disney, and the downloads were unsuccessful. So it said I had downloaded them, couldn't watch any of them. So it gives you some more time. Yeah, there's a few technical technical difficulties there. So, all right. So jumping into our main topic, we'll touch on food and wine first, and I'll just kind of give an overview. And this is kind of your foray into the food because you tried. Yeah. You tried most of the food here. <laughs> most uh, of the food. I mean, not even close to most of the food. I have a very, I, did, yeah. I don't have an adventurous palate. He likes so, plain chicken. You know what's plain funny? Plain everything. Misha Collins from Supernatural has a cookbook out called the Adventure, Adventurous Eaters Club. <laughs> and I do not think I'm his target demographic for that. Let's You're just, let, let's just put it that way. So, so you try a lot more of the stuff. I tried a few of the desserts so I can talk about that because I do love my desserts. We both, and I think, and uh, and I think that stuff, you know, they they were really good. But just to give an overview, like like we said, it Food and Wine ended this past weekend on the twenty third. It ran from like August to November, so it's it's a pretty big chunk of time that they have it now, and they have it every year. So to your point, a lot of this stuff they have year after year because they're starting to build, as opposed to having these temporary booths up. They're starting to build more permanent ones because they use the same booths for Flower and Garden Festival and the Festival of the Arts and Food and Wine. So a lot of this stuff is here year after year. And I even noticed on some of them there were signs that said, you know, it had the name of the establishment and then it said started 2009 or started 2011. So you can see that a lot of those have been there seven, ten years plus at, at Food and Wine. You know, over and above just the food you can get there. And it's really nice because everything is a small plate, almost like a little like tapas. So it's like five mm-hmm. or $6. So you can spend, you know, $30 and, and try four or five different things, which is nice. But over and above that, they have celebrity chefs there that, that do demonstrations. They have bands every night. Um, Eat to the Beat 
I don't know if it's every night, but a lot of nights they have bands. So BB Mac was there mm-hmm. whenever we were there. So they put on a, a you know a, a nice concert for free right outside the American Adventure Pavilion. So there really is a ton to do. More than even if you just you know, again, if you're like me who doesn't maybe want to try <laughs> to be adventurous <laughs> trying some of this food, there's a lot you can just you know take in and learn from as well. I mean, I kind of like cooking even if I don't like eating the food. So it is really interesting. So do you want to talk about a couple of the things you tried and, and some of your... I know you had like one that was over and above the best thing you had. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to say what I would pass on and then what I would definitely go to. So at the Wine and Dine studio, I, we, I got the seared scallops. I would pass on that. It was okay. It was good. Canada. I got both the Canadian cheddar and bacon soup and the Lacrier wild mushroom beef filet mignon. Um, honestly... I would probably pass on both those too. And I love Glacrier, but I would probably rather go to the restaurant itself. So the big hits for me of the festival of what I tried was Morocco. Morocco had the spicy hummus fries. I loved this. I thought it was really good. It almost was like a falafel. Yeah, like they were like falafel. Morocco fries. had a couple things. Well, that they you did. Tried. I also tried the chocolate baklava, and to be quite honest, it was the worst baklava I've ever had. It was not it was not really sweet. Didn't have that real sweet sticky sauce that most baklava is covered with. So I wasn't that big of a fan. It reminded it me like a cannoli. Yeah, I was gonna say it reminded yeah. me of a cannoli. And like I'm not cannoli. being Italian. You think I love cannolis? I don't like. It. I do not like cannolis at all. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't. If you're a big fan of baklava, I would pass on that. But the spicy hummus fries were delicious. And they were topped with like tzatziki and cucumbers and tomatoes and onions and chipotle sauce. And they were, they were great. Also, India was pretty good. I got the Madras red curry. Thought was also very delicious. Um, It was cold when we were there and it was a warm, like a pretty piping warm dish. So that was nice. But the two highlights that I had, I mean, like really far and like far and above everything else that I ate was the first one was from Flavors of the Fire, and it was the chocolate picante, which was dark chocolate mousse with cayenne pepper, paprika, and mango lime comp- compote. Now, I could have done done without the mango lime compote. I'm not a big fan of mango, but I love spicy chocolate, and this mousse was on point. It was so delicious. I tried to like eat it as slowly as I could because it was amazing. Yeah, there were a lot of good different types of chocolate. If you're a chocolate lover, there's a lot of th- of good things. They had the Godiva chocolate experience that kind of walked through how chocolate is made. They're handing out free samples of Godiva chocolate. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the the spicy chocolate was there. When we go I, back next time, I'd like to try the drinking chocolate that they had there. Yeah, at, at the Godiva experience. I can't remember where I got um, mine, but I had the uh, chocolate mousse with raspberry, and, and that was really, really good as well. So it was the chocolate studio. Okay. It was at the, there you go. Yeah, it was the dark chocolate raspberry tart. And then also there, there was the liquid nitro chocolate almond truffle. And that looked really good. But again, at this point, we'd eaten so much. Yeah, we didn't try that one. Yeah, we didn't try that one, even though I heard from some people who were sitting around because I asked them that that one was the superior, really good one. So I don't know. But far and away, my winner of food and wine, because that's how much authority I have. But the winner of food and wine for 2019 was France. And... I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. France is known for their amazing cooking. And I, on a whim, kind of got the, okay, I'm going to butcher this. don't know French. Bouffe brasse à la Bordelais pomme d'offni. I don't know. That's definitely not right. 
Sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, I don't know how to say the last word at all, but that's basically beef braised Cabernet Sauvignon with red onions and puffed potatoes. And the beef, um, I did get some chunks that weren't very tender, but if I got, when I got some of the shredded pieces of the beef, they were super tender. It was like eating the best pot roast, but a more an elevated pot roast. The gravy, I think I ended up drinking the gravy, which is disgusting and I'm a little ashamed to admit, but it was that delicious that I was trying to figure out how to use it. And then even the puff potatoes were good and I didn't even really want those, but that was on, that was on point winner. So that's food and wine. Yeah. And then just to put a bow on Epcot, the new nighttime show Epcot forever was going on that opened at the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. So we got to see that. I thought it was, I mean, interesting. It's definitely no happily ever after. Not much is. Yeah. But the, it, what I liked is they had kites that they were flying that, that oh, lit up. that was so That cool. was probably the coolest thing that they had. Yeah. Uh, and the guy than, in front of us dropped his kite. So we had to look at the far ones for a while. Right. Because they're basically just on jet skis driving these kites around. I mean, I think overall it, it was a decent show. I think it's a good show as a filler until they get to the the new you know permanent Epcot show coming next year they're definitely selling they're definitely pushing this as a nostalgia play because they had a ton of merchandise for Epcot Forever and it had Figment on it and even in the show you can hear the Dreamfinder and Figment so they are definitely playing on hey kind of this is I think you know probably they're looking at it this is the final Epcot as we know it because with all the transformations that are coming to Epcot I mean there's a lot of construction walls. The uh, Fountain of Nations is down at this point. There's big construction walls. As you enter, over half of us are taking the monoliths down in front of Spaceship Earth. But over the next three or four years, there's going to be some major transformations of this park with Ratatouille and Guardians of the Galaxy and and the Play Pavilion and everything that I think this is kind of like, hey, this is the last hurrah for, for the original Epcot. And with that, it was really weird when we walked into Epcot when we immediately were greeted by like Donald Duck and um, Mickey Mouse were out. Well, we entered and, through the International Gateway. Right. And they were standing right there. And Joe made a comment. This is really weird. They don't usually have these characters out. But he pointed out that that's because where they used to be housed is now closed. So they have lines yeah. that, like like they do for some characters. But again, you usually don't see your main characters out there. But they had lines right, of people right. waiting to take their pictures with them. Right. Yeah, because the character spot's closed. So they have them back by, by the International Gateway. So, yeah, overall, I mean, I think it's a good fireworks show. But it's... I mean, I personally wouldn't say it's something that you have to go see, right? Uh, you know, overall. So. Yeah, but yeah. I thought and it was pretty good. I do have to add one more caveat about food and wine because I totally forgot about this. Neither Joe nor I are really heavy drinkers, so I know there's some of you like probably screaming, like, "What about the alcohol?" But we didn't have any at food and wine. But um, right. it looked great. They had flights of mimosas. That would have been what I would have gotten had I wanted to drink. But I wanted to waste my calories on food, so I didn't drink. <laughs> All right, so shifting gears to the other time of year, it's the holidays, it's Christmas time, so Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. Like we said, this takes place, uh, it's an after hours additional ticketed event, it's at the Magic Kingdom, it's on select nights, they probably have it three or four nights a week, up through December 22nd. The nice thing is, and I don't know if a lot of people know about this, because they really don't advertise it very well, but if you buy a ticket to the event, the event starts at seven, but you can actually enter the park anytime after four. 
Right. So you can get a few hours in the park. So like we didn't buy a ticket for that day. Like we, cause we flew down and we just went to the. By the time our flight arrived and we got everything together, we could have maybe been into the parks at like one, two o'clock. But at that point it really wasn't worth it. We would be paying a lot of money just to yeah. be there for like one, yeah. two so hours. We, so we didn't get a ticket for that day. Right. We just we got a ticket. We just got a ticket for the event. But again, a lot of people you don't know. So if you're doing that and not going to the parks during the day, that you could actually enter the park before seven. Right. And so if you have rides, because they don't, all the rides aren't aren't open. But if you have rides you want to ride, you can go in and ride those rides between you know when the park um, it closes and Mickey's Very Merry starts. So most of the rides are open. I mean, I think there, like you said, there may be a few that are closed, but most of the big ones are all open. But it is nice to go in, you know, a few hours early, and you get a wristband. So that way, once the park closes at six, you can still ride things because you have the wristband. Uh, you start getting free food. Too, I was going to say well. pro tip. So when we went in, we were very confused because they seemed to be trying to corral us off to the right as soon as we walked in, and we're like, well, we don't want to go over there because the event doesn't start for a few hours. What they were trying to do was give us a free cookie. So Yeah, so one of the nice things in addition to being in the parks after hours with, you know, less crowds, you get free snacks. So it's cookies. So there's like a sugar cookie, a snickerdoodle, a chocolate chip cookie. There was like an English peppermint cookie. Okay, I was I think. gonna say. Yeah, the, so there the was the one that there sounds was like, the grossest was the best. There was like four or five, and then and then plus they have like hot chocolate and stuff for free. So you, you get that included with your ticket. Now, there are a couple restaurants open for a few hours. So if you wanted to get like actual food, you could do that. But they're, they're, most, of, most of the restaurants and everything close by 8 o'clock. So if you do want to get food, you kind of have to get it early. And that's another reason to go into the park a little bit early if you want to get something to eat. But definitely throughout the whole night, there are there are snacks, pretzels in addition to the cookies. And you just walk up. The lines move pretty quick. And they are marked with inflatable uh, candy canes out front. That's how you know those are the places that have yeah. free items. Yeah, you know it's nearby. Um, the best thing that we – I mean, I don't know. What was your favorite snack? Did you have a favorite one? I thought the, no, the, I thought the snowman all, pretzel. I thought they all were pretty good. I think the snowman pretzel was on point. It was really good. I mean, it just tasted like a pretzel. It was really good. But the other thing that I really liked – was this surprisingly was the the peppermint c- cookie. I'm not a big peppermint fan, but I do like mint chocolate chip and I think that that cookie had a really good flavor whereas snickerdoodle and chocolate chip, I measure them against every other snickerdoodle and chocolate chocolate chip and a lot of people make really good ones. So to me those ones re- weren't really worth it. Um they weren't that good. So I don't that was my personal opinion. We talked to other people who loved the chocolate chip cookies. I didn't particularly care for them. Yeah, and like I said, the, the lines move really quick, too. So if, if you're walking by one and you see, oh, I don't want to wait in line because it's going to take too long. It, it it doesn't. We wait maybe like five minutes yeah, at most it, it, for everything. So it's definitely worthwhile. Uh, some other th- things to know are they are there are characters everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so it, this is a great reason if you're going down, if you don't get the memory maker for your whole trip, at least buying the package to get all of your photos for this day because yeah. you can get a lot of great pictures. They have some really cool magic shots where you're like holding up a candy cane. Since we're a couple, they have a mistletoe one. <laughs> um, but then, you know, even on top of that, all of the characters and a lot of the characters are dressed up for the holidays. So there's Goofy dressed like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. 
they're all they're also Scrooge some, McDuck was out. Yeah, there's also some rare characters you don't see. You have, we had Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde, who they're not out very frequently. Um, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Scrooge McDuck. I think the Seven Dwarfs were, were out, or, or part of mm-hmm. them were out. They have uh, Abu and Aladdin and a genie and Jasmine, and, and they were wearing Christmas scarves. Uh, Abu and genie were wearing the Christmas. Yeah, wearing scarf. Christmas scarves. So, yeah. So there's a lot of. You know, it's interesting characters like, like we said, like Judy Hopps, Nick Wilde that you don't see typically, and then even the characters that you see often, like Goofy and and the Genie and Aladdin, have a Christmas theme to them. So it's an interesting pose you can get with them that you don't typically always get. And again, if you're an adult and you're you don't have kids, I mean, even if you have kids, obviously you know how great the characters are in interacting with your children. If you're adults and you don't have children and you go to this thing it is so worth going to meet the characters i know it might feel a little weird nobody acts like you're weird um they talk to you and treat you just like you're the kids i mean not treat you like you're the kids but they have they're so well trained they interact with you so flawlessly like um nick wilde pointing it pointed out i bought the simba headband and he pointed out my ears and basically was like kind of telling me without telling me that i belonged in zootopia like it was they're always just so good at picking up on the little things that you do and like kind of capitalizing on it to make that experience you have with them important and special. Right. And I also believe Santa's there. So you can get pictures with Santa right when you first come in mm-hmm. on Main Street. So yeah, so some I would say some tips if if this is your first time going, if you download the app, the My Disney Experience app, it will show you where the different characters are. On the map they hand out, it just points out where characters are located. It doesn't tell you which ones. But the app will actually tell you which characters are where. Try to go early. I mean, some like Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps were out at 6 o'clock, even though the party mm-hmm. didn't start till 7. Other ones weren't out until actually 7. But if you can get in line for, if there's one or two characters you really want to see, if you get in line for them early, we there's very little line. Like you won't wait as long as if you wait till later in the day or if you go around. So they, they run two parades and, and one fireworks show. So there's an early parade. I want to say like eight or eight 30. And then there's the fireworks show at 10. And then there's another parade at 11. So we were able to catch the early parade at eight 30, which then during the later parade at, at 11 o'clock when eight 30 and 11 PM. And everybody's waiting for that one, you know, ride times go down as well. So you can kind of work your schedule around that as well of, you know, try to catch the early parade or ride everything during the early parade and then stay for the fireworks and then catch the later parade. I do kind of wish we we did miss this. We didn't. I think we were, pro- we were probably waiting in line for um, Goofy to get our pictures taken with Goofy at this point. But a Frozen Holiday Wish, which is a castle for court, court show. And this is where Queen Elsa lights up the castle. Um, the castle looks incredible. Yeah, the castle looks beautiful with it's icicles and everything. Most on it. definitely yeah. my favorite castle. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best pictures of the castle whenever it's decorated for the holidays like this. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and it kind of changes. It'll go from like a dark blue, and then it got at some points like an icy blue, um, kind of purpley. It's amazing. So I kind of wanted to see more of the backstory of what Elsa did to the castle. If I, if we went like going back another year, if they still do this frozen show, I would love to see it. It, because again, the movie was so amazing. It makes you want and love all things frozen. Yeah. And, and then just some like other tips around the ride. So it is nice. They had the jingle cruise was back this year. 
So it, they didn't uh, do that last year, but it was back this year. So we got to ride that. That's whenever they take the Jungle Cruise mm. and make it holiday themed. I, I think the the overlay was a little light this year because I've seen in the past where they put Santa hats on the elephants and things. They didn't have all of that, but it, it was funny because they the, the gorilla. I think it was the gorillas in the beginning. They were funny. Yeah, because the, they really like the whole scene of where they kind of tear up the camp. Like that one was really Christmas out. Yeah, they have presents throughout the ride. The skippers they do Christmas themed jokes, which is which was really funny. I thought we had a, a really good skipper. So that, that that's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend doing that if you can get down there this year. Hopefully they do that again next year. I think the other one was great. I didn't realize they were doing this. Mm-hmm. And then, now the Jingle Cruise that is. Uh, all the time. That's not a Christmas party exclusive. They do that overlay for the holidays. So if you went to the park earlier in the day, it would still be the Jingle Cruise. It's not like it's something that switches over. But the other one, Space Mountain, that is, I believe, a Christmas party exclusive. And I didn't realize they were doing that. And we got on Space Mountain because we want to ride it because it, it's a great ride. And we started going and I was like, I think they're playing Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. And and they, in fact, were. And then when you're riding in it, they have red and green lights. Yeah. So it's playing Christmas songs. And they have red and green lights shining around. You can see more of the ride yeah, than you typically it, yeah, can. It's, it's the closest you'll get to... Riding being, with the lights on. Yeah, riding with the lights on. Because as we were going on, I was like, wow, these lights are pretty bright. I wonder if that was just in the beginning section or something. But as we were going through the ride... Those red and green lights really light up the ride, and you could see the track and where you were going pretty easily. And yeah. that's I was I was pretty excited to ride that because it was interesting to see that. Because again, very few people get to ride it with the lights on. It's only if there's an issue that the lights turn on. But this, you could go the whole Christmas party and really get a good look at the ride. And mm-hmm. plus, it has Christmas carols and the music's a little bit louder, so it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really fun and. Um, I think you made the comment when we got off, oh, you're not anywhere near the other tracks. Because whenever you're riding the ride, it feels like you're about to crash and you're into all the twisted metal that is the tracks. So it was really interesting when you got like when you actually look around, you're not as crammed in there as you think you yeah, are. It did, it, I, a lot of people have said that like, oh, they see it with the lights on. It, it's kind of scary. I didn't really think it was that scary. And it, it is completely different. I mean, I've seen pictures of it or video on like YouTube with the full lights on and it does look kind of crazy when you're looking at it from outside of the ride it does look like just a bunch of metal and you're like how does this even work but when you're riding it and you can see the tracks and where you're going it's really not that intimidating I mean it's just like riding any other roller coaster but it's a lot of fun just to kind of be able to look around and you can see the other cars driving around you can see where you're going and it was a really neat experience I definitely I mean it was kind of worth riding for that like if you're going for the christmas party and you don't have a lot of time to ride stuff i definitely would recommend at least riding space mountain i liked it better than the jingle cruise for sure i think it was yeah the jingle cruise is kind of just again they they do christmas jokes yeah but but this yeah is really interesting because it gives a different perspective i mean still the jingle cruise it's still the jungle cruise i mean they're not changing the ride layout or anything it's just different jokes but with space mountain it's a it, it gives it almost a completely different ride experience. Being able to see more, mm-hmm. it's something you're typically not doing. So even though it is the same ride, it is a different perspective, which makes it a lot of fun. And then the Christmas music does as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but I mean, overall, and it's definitely a good time to go because there were like decent crowds for the rides, but we didn't necessarily wait too long. I mean, I think maybe yeah, 45 think so. minutes to an hour w- was the most. And that was for like seven dwarfs 
was like 45 minutes. And I mean, sometimes that, that that's two hours. Yeah, that, yeah, that's usually yeah an hour and a half to two hours. And we were the there day. in a very crowd. Like it was very crowded because we didn't realize it was dapper, uh, dapper. It was dapper days. days. Yeah. Like so, every day we were there was dapper days. So the parks were pretty pretty packed and i think people anticipated maybe lower crowds so everyone came so it seemed like i mean that was probably one of the crowdest crowd most crowded times we've been there as of late um but yeah it I was guess. it so for for there to be a 45 minute wait to get on seven dwarfs that was that was pretty yeah light. yeah so again i mean it is crowded at the party but it's not as bad and again if you time it around when a parade is or you know early first thing during the party or you know late at night because if there are a lot of kids chances are they're going to leave because it runs from seven until midnight is the official party time and again you can get in at four so you can really get eight hours in if you go i mean we we went uh because we were early right when the party started there was we walked on to buzz Lightyear's uh ranger spin yeah we and did. then usually and usually that is 45 minutes to an hour long that's a very long wait because mm-hmm. it's i guess it's a a lot of people want to ride it and then maybe it's a it's lower fun. it's a lower capacity ride too so maybe not as many people go through but yeah we i said it was five minutes i said let's go ride it because that wait is usually like an hour yeah we almost never ride that right ride. and, and it that, was yeah that was a lot of fun so you can if, if you time stuff well you can get on a, a quite a lot of stuff yeah right right in that in between time um what did you think of the so at the sunset sunshine tree terrace we did buy the orange bird i don't remember what it was called yeah, the they, have, bird, they have a special orange bird snack it's an orange it's kind of like an ice cream with an orange shell around it yeah it was like a it was more like a mousse the orange bird drink at flower and garden i thought was better yes so for sure that must have sold very well though because orange bird is really making a comeback yeah There's he's a, a lot more prominent of orange bird merchandise now so uh, that he must have done very well. well he's adorable at, at Flower and Garden. Yeah, I mean, I th- I thought it was good. It 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 wasn't anything that I, great. You know what I think it is, Joe. You know why I think Orange Bird has made a resurgence. Why? I think it was our informative episode about Orange Bird. People finally know the story, and so they're they're in on we, Orange Bird. We changed the game for him. We did. We changed the game. We need to do one for Figment then, because we need to get Figment back. Well, I mean, Figment was pretty. I he's, mean, we. Psst. He was pretty pom- prominent in the parks this time, but we could try to take credit if we do an episode. Yeah, he, I mean, he's they're trying to get, get a comeback, I think, with Figment. but The Figment th- ears are awesome. I think we need to do a history of Figment, because I love Figment, and we need to let the people know. You know what? Duffy was very big. We saw a lot of people we with Duffy, too. We saw a lot of people with Duffy. And Duffies. we did a Duffy episode. We are kingmakers. <laughs> Not Disney. We 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 enchanted are. ears podcast we are king makers we are the king makers because yeah there was a lot of kids with uh duffy stuffed animals yeah and that was we i have no idea where they got them either yeah like there i saw a shelly a shelly uh, may purse and yeah like i don't know where it came from and and this is definitely not that uh principle that concept of whenever you're aware of something you notice it more <laughs> you know how like your like your filter like if you're looking to buy a new car and you, and you want to buy uh, a Chevy that all you see is Chevys everywhere and you think man everybody has a lot of Chevys but they were there the whole time yeah it's definitely not that it's the fact that we're <laughs> kingmakers there was no Duffy or Orange Bird in the parks before our episodes That's definitely it has it. nothing to do with us just being more aware of them yes exactly <laughs> definitely not um, kingmakers I like that that's our new tagline <laughs> what did you think of the Christmas merch at the parks I really didn't pay attention to it too much I mean I tried to look at it but again like the thing that they I think don't that have Disney, a ton of exclusive stuff i think at the party i 
I think that Disney. Well, I'm not even just talking about. The Are party. you talking about overall Christmas overall, stuff? I think that I think that a lot of nice stuff. I mean, I liked the, so I love the Christmas store and the ornaments in there, but the ornaments are like crazy expensive. And they have that all year. I mean, they have, yeah, that, and they have it all year. That's not Disney Springs, I'm that, always, the Christmas world of Disney Christmas. Store. I'm always shocked by just how plain a lot of the Disney stuff is because I can think of like a million different things they could do with all the characters they have. And so whenever I look at the Disney shirts, I'm always like, why don't they do more? Or like adult shirts where they don't have more like they have your typical characters hey, but they hey, won't put, let's start king making go ahead what? i mean <laughs> i want a shirt with like okay i complained to you because they had so many cool gentlemen shirts for the lion king but all the women's ones were like very like i don't know they were pink and then they were not very i don't know they weren't very cool like the, there was a gentleman's shirt that had like the savannah printed on it and it had like the shadow of Simba and them walking and I'm like why don't they make that for women um so Disney you need to step up your merch game because you could get way more of our money if you just did a better job on there's gonna be a whole new women's line next time we go I could feel it. they listen they listen to this show I, I they better they know what's up so Disney you heard us <laughs> and we'll only take one percent cut yeah yeah I think that's fair I think it's fair and the other the other critique that I have is so, Minnie, I love you. You know, you know, I love you, girl. You, you the best. But your fireworks show, girlfriend. I mean, it's Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks show. It was, uh, it was, it was cute. But the thing is, whenever you're doing something and projecting on the castle, it's a disappointment when you don't have all the characters on it like you do on the Happily Ever After show. Yeah, again, it, like we said earlier, I mean, not much is Happily Ever After. That That's a great show. And these like seasonal event shows, they're not going to put as much money into something that's only going to run a month as something like Happily Ever After that runs for years. So... I wanted to see some character infiltration into the show and mostly it was just cool overlays in the castle that would look kind of holiday-ish and then like interspersed with some fireworks which is similar to what they do for Havley Ever, Ever After but again I felt like the characters were we were just missing the characters on the castle and I'm cool with them making it Christmas themed but I would have loved to have seen like Tinkerbell pulling up like a, an overlay or. Well, they still had Tinkerbell flying. Yeah, off she the was castle. still flying. They, they the still castle. had that, so she was still involved. I mean, overall, I think this one was better than the Epcot Forever show. Oh, one hundred percent. Because anytime you have the castle and you can project on it, it's going to be a million times better. And the fireworks were better. Yeah, the so fireworks. I, were great. I think no. I I mean, I think this is a really good show. It's a really good Worth fireworks watching, show, course. yeah, for oh. for the Christmas party. And I mean, like like you're, to your point, I mean, it, it's maybe some like fine tuning critiques on you'd like to see more characters. Somebody else might say, "Hey, I hate all the characters and happily ever mm-hmm. after." So, I mean, they are working with that balance. I mean, but why are you going to the show if you like that? If, if you feel for, that way. for the fireworks? But, but it's definitely a, a good show that definitely would recommend seeing. And, and that's only once a night, so the parade's twice. But yeah, only it's once. once a night, and also you don't have to go out an hour early to get a seat i was just gonna say that we walked up like 10 minutes before it started and we were like the closest i've ever been right in front of the yeah. castle and we were like are we in a bad spot because there's no like there's really a lot of space right here we could have taken a lot more people where we were even during the show and i think that's a function of again not as many people they don't sell as many tickets as a regular day for these after hours events, you know, it's a limited number of tickets. So they try to keep crowds a little bit more manageable because mm-hmm. you're right. If you go to magic kingdom during the day and you're staying for happily ever after, if you walk up a half an hour, 15 minutes before 
you're usually just mobs of people and you're back further. You're kind of closer to Main Street. And then, unless you really want to be wedged in there. We walked up. I was like, oh, the show's going to be starting in 10 minutes. We walked up. We were basically right in front of the stage of the cast. I've never been that close before. Mm-hmm. So it, that just goes to show you again, there's not as many people there, which makes it nice. We and, had a great view, great view of the parade as well. Yeah. Right. There. I mean, we had right as they were coming down. So they start in uh, Frontierland. And I think we were like five minutes before the parade started. Too. Yeah. And we had it right as they were coming uh, basically around the, the roundabout in front of the castle. So we could see them turning down, uh, turning into f- from Frontierland past the Hall of, um, I don't know if that's the Hall of Presidents or not right there, but but turning right there and then coming down the road. So we could see them coming down and kind of turning around us. We had a great, great view. And there was maybe two rows of people in front of us. Yeah. So it yeah, it was, it was really nice. I mean, yeah, it was the one time of year where it's like, oh, the, the Japan way isn't ne- necessarily ne- necessary. Um, and when I say the Japan way, when I don't remember if you, you listen to sitting. Our, yeah, yeah the they parade. all sit. They make you sit. Even if you sit, Joe got yelled at for standing for two seconds. Stretching my legs. Just stre- stretch like, his legs. Down. Down, down. down. You giant Americans. And there was nobody down. even behind me. I was the last. We were in the yeah, last we were, row. We were and I was just the like, fence. oh, I'm gonna, there's a break. I'm going to stand stretch my legs. And they're like. Please sit down. And they weren't mean, but it was no, just like, yeah, 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 you can't stand at all. But that is, I mean, that was just an innovation right there because it makes every seat a good seat. But again, you didn't really need that kind of treatment because you could really get a good seat during this, yeah, this okay. party. It, yeah, it was nice. And then, and when the, so we saw the 830 parade and then when the 11 o'clock parade rolled around, I mean, the wait times for the rides went from 45 minutes to an hour for some of the bigger ones like Space Mountain down to... 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. i mean it was um you know a pretty big thing like we were kind of avoiding space mountain because it did have a long line yeah. and then later in the day when that parade came around it dropped to 20 minutes and we we walked right on I mean, didn't walk right on it probably took longer to walk the queue oh to gosh, get to the yeah. load station than it did take to get on the ride so again it's a long if, queue yeah it is so if you can time around that uh again you can you can ride a lot of stuff so so overall, I think it was a really yeah, I thought it was great. fun I experience. I highly recommend it. I would definitely go, uh, go at least once. I I would go again. Uh, I just think it's cool. I do wish that they would do a few more rides. I don't know if they could do an overlay, an overlay for Haunted Mansion, like that would be cool, or Pirates of the Caribbean, that would be cool. Um, yeah, and th- that would be nice because they do in Disneyland. They they change Haunted Mansion to Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, and that would be. I think a lot of people would like that if they did that in Disney World. They have just never done that. I think it was it was nice they brought the Jingle Cruise back this year because, again, they didn't have that last year. So mm-hmm. I think it was good that they brought that. They have the nice Space Mountain one. They also did – I don't think it's – it's not called Autotopia in uh, Disney World, but essentially it's Autotopia right next mm-hmm. to Space Mountain. And they had – uh, they put lights, Christmas lights, all, all around the tree. So as you're driving through there, you get to see different Christmas lights and everything. So it, it's interesting. I mean, they they definitely are trying to do some things, mm. uh, and it's good. But yeah, you're right. If they could do, you know, haunted mansion, I think that would be cool. I, I don't think they've ever done anything with pirates at, at either uh, Disney World or Disneyland before. So yeah, I I don't see them really doing it because again, it's 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 so historical that like I don't even know if they want to touch. I mean, I guess Jungle Tr- Cruises too, but. I don't know if they want to touch it. Yeah, I think that would be harder to put in uh, Christmas stuff. It would just yeah. seem out of place because they can't really change the story, you know, very well. Like right. Nightmare Before Christmas fits with Haunted, Haunted Mansion because they're dead, right. you know. And j- Jingle, what? 
<laughs> Jungle Cruise and and Jingle Cruise is easy because the skippers can change the jokes. You know, you can't if you just threw like a Christmas hat on Jack Sparrow, it would just it would be cool, but you would be why? Like, what's the point? It's yeah. not at Christmas time, anything like that. Maybe if they made it snow in there, that would be cool, but who knows? So, but again, yeah, I think that that kind of wraps up the show for this week. I think we had a lot of fun at Food and Wine and at the the Christmas party. We had a great time at Galaxy's Edge. We'll be talking about that in a couple weeks because oh, yeah. we finally got to to go down there, build a lightsaber, build a droid, try the milks, try the milks, fly the Millennium Falcon. Unfortunately, we were down there before Rise of the Resistance opens, so I guess it's unfortunate, but I guess we just have to go again. <laughs> he just did air quotes for, for you guys that, that can't see him. Guess we, <laughs> guess we just have to go again and ride that. I'll, I'll take one for the team and do that. That's, that's not a problem, but we'll, but we'll be talking about that. Uh, spoiler alert, it was awesome. <laughs> so I think the people that say Galaxy's Edge isn't cool, I don't know what they're talking about because it's a lot of fun. Wait. How did we miss the ad at? Did you see the ad at? Because I think I saw a picture of the. That's ad outside at. of Star Tours. So that's that's just outside the Star Tours ride. Okay. That's always been there. Oh, that's always been there. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the ad at. I'm not surprised by that, but that's that's <laughs> a, that's a story for another day. So, so, but we'll be talking about that again. We're going to be off uh, next week. Everybody have a wonderful thanksgiving and black friday shopping gotta get those deals so <laughs> so we're, we're gonna be off next week just because with the holidays and everything but we'll be back the week after that talking about disney plus and then we'll probably the week after that we'll be discussing galaxy's edge and anything else it's kind of wrapping up from our our most recent trip so yeah sounds well, good. thank everybody for listening make sure you subscribe on itunes leave us a rating or a review Thanks for lending us your ears. And you can also check us out on social media or on Facebook and Instagram. I know you posted a few pictures from the Christmas party on Instagram. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast on both. So I used the Instagram for once. <laughs> yes. I tried to make us a Twitter and I think I might have put in the wrong email address because it never went. Okay. It never well, went through. Again, that's a story for another day. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a Twitter in a couple of weeks whenever we get back. Or so. somebody else has the Enchanted Ears podcast yeah, Twitter, Twitter now. <laughs> so. All right, but you can definitely check us out on there. If you have any questions about food and wine or the Christmas party or Galaxy's Edge, uh, be sure to submit a question. You could you message us through social media or through our website, EnchantedEarsPodcast.com slash podcast question. We can cover those in our next episode. Or if you have one on, on Galaxy's Edge, we can uh, cover it during our Galaxy's Edge episode in a couple of weeks. Yes. So every, again, everybody have a, a great couple weeks. Have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, and we'll see you here in two weeks. Bye.